0: Welcome to Friends in Fiction, Five Best-Selling Authors, Endless Stories. Friends in Fiction is a podcast with five best-selling novelists whose common love of reading, writing, and independent bookstores bound them together. With chats, author interviews, and fascinating insider talk about publishing and writing, these friends discuss the books they've written, the books they're reading now, and the art of storytelling. If you love books and you're curious about the writing world, you're in the right place. Bestselling novelists Mary Kay Andrews, Kristen Harmel, Christy Woodson Harvey, Patty Callahan Henry, and Mary Alice Monroe are five longtime friends with more than 80 published books to their credit. At the start of the pandemic, they got together for a virtual happy hour to talk about their books, their favorite bookstores, writing, reading, and publishing in this new uncharted territory. They're still talking, and they've added fascinating discussions with other best-selling novelists. So join them live on their Friends and Fiction Facebook group page every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, or listen and view later at your leisure. Hi!
1: Hi,
2: everybody. We sound normal.
3: <laughs> Welcome
2: to Friends in Fiction, take two. <laughs> um, this is our weekly Facebook Live show featuring author chats in support of independent bookstores. We are so thrilled, honored, and humbled to be here with almost 22,000 of you, almost six months after, or just after six months after our first show. I'm Christy Woodson Harvey. My latest book is Feels Like Falling, and I will be your host tonight. I'm Patty Cal. And
4: my latest novel is Becoming Mrs. Lewis.
0: And hi, I'm Mary Alice Monroe, and my latest novel is On Ocean Boulevard. I'm Mary Kay Andrews, and my
3: latest is Hello Summer. I'm Kristen Harmel, and my latest is The Book of Lost Names.
2: And this is Friends in Fiction. Welcome. We are so grateful for all of our amazing guests, but I have to say that I really have a soft spot for these Just Us weeks. When we really get to delve into... More personal questions, a little bit more about you know each of us, and feel like we really get to know you guys out there in our friends and fiction universe. And of course, as always, we're teaming up with a favorite bookstore this week. Um this week is one of my personal favorites South Main Book Company in Salisbury, North Carolina, which is where I'm originally from. Um, and it, it has been a fixture in downtown Salisbury for my whole life and much longer than that and under several different name iterations but has been a real fixture of our downtown for decades. Alyssa Redman and her daughter Margaret moved to Salisbury right before the pandemic to purchase the bookstore and through all the turmoil she has done the most amazing job of creating and continuing a sense of community there. I was there a couple of weeks ago signing stock with Alyssa and my mom, and we all decided that a visit at South Main feels like you're visiting with family. So tonight, she's offering a discount on many of our titles online and 10% off in store when you mention Friends and Fiction. So we'll drop the link in the Facebook page, but thank you to to Alyssa for all she does for our community, and thanks to all of you at Friends and Fiction who support these incredible stores that are truly the heartbeat of our town. The stores like South Book, Main Book Company are such integral, vital parts of the fabric of this country and imprint something so lasting onto each of us, which brings me to our topic for this week. I did an interview recently with Alician Magazine, and the publisher, who is, incidentally, one of the best interviewers I have ever encountered, asked me what I wanted my legacy to be. No one had ever asked me that before, and it sort of stopped me in my tracks. I'm kind of ashamed to say that it isn't something that I have really thought that much about, which is especially odd because my next book, Under the Southern Sky, is all about legacy. So I know we normally begin with an easy chat, but since we're welcoming our special guest, Cassandra Conroy, in just a few minutes, Cassandra King Conroy, in just a few minutes, I thought we should dive right in. So ladies, I'm going to turn it over to you. What does legacy mean to you and what lasting impression do you want to leave on the world? I feel like that's a big question. Um, I like one. <laughs> um, Patty, do you want to start? Sure.
4: Um, when I saw you were going to ask that, I, I was like, oh, have I ever thought about that? What does that even mean? What is a the legacy? There's not going to be a Patty Callahan Literary Center, right? Like, like what does it mean? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't know so I once wrote an essay because I was asked why I write. And I don't think it's that I've ever thought about my legacy. I actually think more about what I want my next story to be about than I do what I want the full body of work to say. Um, but I can say this. I know I want my legacy to be that I want to write stories that leave others to a more open life a more open heart or a more honest life when i think about that i think about stories i want to tell because they're worth telling for those reasons i don't usually think about the whole legacy but what the reason i want to tell that story um i think we see ourselves in a story and we look for ourselves in a story and I want people to find their braver, better self in my stories and move towards that.
2: That's nice. That's that's, that's awesome. a beautiful answer. Mary Alice, what about you?
0: I think it's a little different for me because twenty years ago, you know, I'm I know what I want the legacy to be. And I feel like after 20 years I've done it. And that was when I did an environmental an effort to make a difference with the environment. And it's been a serious yeah. 20 years, 20-some books, and I don't know if they'll be read in another 20 years from now, but at least I feel that in my lifetime, I really made an effort and a decision to say, I think books can make a difference in life. We can all make a real difference. Each one of our books makes a difference in personal lives, and for me, it would be for the environment. So for me, that's it, you know? It's something I'm aware of, but I feel like I'm ready to, I've done it, you know, it's like I'm sort of ready now to play a little bit with the next few books, (laughs) you know. I think you
2: deserve that, you've earned
3: that. that. Kristen, what about you? Such a hard question, and I've been thinking about it since you mentioned that we were going to talk about this um and and I'm still not sure I have a great answer um you know because i, I don't think about that when I sit down to write i, I and I, I you know, I don't know that any of us necessarily do each time you know as we're writing, but um mm-hmm. i I don't know I guess when I look at the work <laughs> I've done recently it's um it's been about the Holocaust and it's been about World War two, so I hope. <laughs> you know, that maybe what people take away from what I'm doing now is just that memory of we we can't forget, you know, we can't forget and we have to learn from our past. Um, And I'm certainly not alone in reminding people of that. And I love that there are reminders all around us of that, that, you know, that there are many people writing about World War II. There are Holocaust survivors still speaking out. I mean, those stories are still out there, but, you know, I, I think that's a piece of it, just that reminder, but also, you know, I've been saying this lately a lot in in chats, um, some of the virtual chats I'm doing. I think the thread that runs through a lot of my stories is that we all have it within us to be extraordinary. Um, Mm. As ordinary as we may feel we are, we all have the capacity Mm. to be extraordinary. I feel like I've said that a a thousand times in virtual chats. But um, maybe that's something I'd like people to take away from my books and remember that you don't need anything special to make a difference in the world. You just need to be you.
0: I think mm-hmm. also it's so important, Kristen, what you just said about the Holocaust is to remind people. Yeah. Yes, it happened.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I mean, as the years go by, I feel like it's slipping further from our memory. So yeah, it, it is important.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mary Kay, what about you? You know, I would love for my legacy to be that I told stories that were full of heart and full of humor. Um, And when I think about um, the bookshelf behind me has a lot of my novels, almost 30 now. And I don't think of them as, you know, I I, I, last night I was thinking, oh, my God, I have almost 30 books in the Library of Congress. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, So cool. I don't think about them as ISBN numbers, um, the number that's, you know, on the spine. (laughs) I think about the characters. I, I would like my legacy to be the characters that my books yeah. brought for life. And so yeah. when I do library events, people tell me, oh, my gosh, I wish you would do another Callahan Garrity mystery. Yeah. I did uh, eight of those. Or people would say, uh, you know, I want another Wheezy or Bebe. Or um, people talk to me about um, the Doyenne um, of uh, Josephine and the High Tide Club. Oh. So I would love it if my legacy were that I um, gave people stories that made them laugh yep. made them connect yep. with each other maybe made them think about you know what and people tell me this I always get your book when I go to the beach every summer and I look forward and I that's know awesome yeah I know summer is going to start when I when I see one of your books and so that that's all the legacy I need I mean I have I have children and grandchildren they're my my real yeah flesh and blood legacy but yeah um, yeah. I would love it if, if people would say, yeah, I love those stories. I love those characters.
2: Yeah. Well, and it's just not such a good point, but, oh, yeah. sorry, Kristen. No, 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 no. Go, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. I was just going to say, I think I've taken for granted. I think something that the pandemic has shared me really is that, um, I've taken people's happiness for granted, like mm-hmm. just this simple yeah, act of giving someone a few hours of joy. Like that yep. was just something that I didn't really consider that important and i think now you know after seeing what people have been through and seeing what books have meant to people especially now just the, the mere simple fact of making someone smile for a few hours is
0: maybe that's no way. Yeah. 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 And
2: I, I love that idea of being part of people's memories. I mean, if every year
3: yeah. you go on your beach vacation and before yeah. you go, you pick up the latest Mary Kay Andrews, like that's a part of everybody. Like that's a part of summer. They'll remember for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. I think that's summer amazing. Summer
2: begins with MKA. I don't that's know right. well that is amazing and speaking of legacy um as we've mentioned we have a special pop-in guest tonight cassandra king conroy who is going to tell us a little bit about her what? new memoir, Tell Me a Story, oh, My Life, with Pat Conroy. Hi, Cassandra.
1: Hi,
5: Cassandra. Hi, Cassandra. Hi, hey. Hello. So glad you Hi. made it. Uh, I can't figure out how to get myself out of the dark. I think that's metaphorical. The story of my life right there.
0: get closer to the screen so we can see your pretty face? Oh,
5: Oh, God, no, don't have to. I'll <laughs> be oh, you young women, uh-uh. uh I Well, in, ad- in, in addition
2: to her new book, we're hoping that Cassandra <laughs> will tell us a little bit about how she is carrying Pat Conroy's legacy forward with the Pat Conroy Literary Center. Um, so, Cassandra, welcome. We're so excited Thank to have you. Me. And I know I speak for all of us when I say just how moving and charming and funny, um, In all the right places, this book really is.
5: Well, oh, thank you, thank you so much. Um, Yeah, I I didn't have any sort of agenda, you know, as such when when I when I wrote uh, the memoir. Uh, As a matter of fact, I didn't even intend to write a memoir at the time. I was actually working on some some recipes some <laughs> stories when Pat and I cooked together for for a cookbook that I was doing and um, uh, in in telling those stories I realized that I, that's what I wanted to do I wanted to tell our mm. story of, of our time together and and so that's you know that's pretty much how how the memoir came came about uh, but but one um, I think some things, even if we don't intend them, if we don't set out and say, "Oh, I'm going to do sewing," so, so with this book, or I'm going to make everyone, you know, uh, feel such and such a way, or anything like that. I, I've heard, I was hearing some of your conversation earlier, and uh, I don't, I don't know this, but I don't think any of us really set out with those kinds of, of things in, in mind. I, I certainly don't. But um, in, in some ways, I guess I, I was I was sort of uh, keeping Pat's legacy alive uh, through this book. Uh, and I think we do this. We keep all legacies alive by telling stories. yes and you know that's I, I never would have considered it's one time I would have had a a, a, a fight, I guess with my wonderful editor who I've not had a single crossword with, but uh, if if she had wanted to change the, the title of my story, I would have fought for it because that's, that's what I wanted it to be. Tell me a story mm-hmm. uh, because uh, storytelling, and especially these days is so very important. It is the way that we carry on legacies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing my kids loved better than to to get their grandparents to tell them, Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, about growing up when they came along and and things like this. And now my grandkids, you know, do this uh, as well. So I think that's, you know, telling telling our stories Mm -hmm. and telling other people's stories. So, Kristen, you were you were talking about I, I don't you know, we have our own personal stories. Uh, but uh, I think the more that we hear some of these stories, wherever the voice comes from, maybe you know we we um, uh, you know can't say well this was a personal experience for me, but I experienced it through reading about it, like yes. like you know right. the Holocaust or some some of these things that happened, and uh, <clears throat> and I want to share you know, what it said to me, how it spoke to me. Um, And this then is handed down and handed to
0: And you did it so beautifully. I mean, you were so honest and moving and funny, but I felt, I always say to people, I felt like I was just sitting on the couch with you, Sandra, and we're just, I heard stories I didn't hear before. It was really personal. I, I was hoping
5: for, that was, now that was what I was, uh, you know kind of hoping for it's more mm-hmm. conversational um for one thing Pat has been written about uh so many times and in so many different ways there is an official sort of biography coming out uh in, in a few years uh about him there have been other other books uh written written about him and studies and you know this sort of thing uh but no one really had the story that i that I had had, yeah. Yeah. and so I wanted it to be personal and and just uh, as though we were just sitting down and someone said, "Well, how did you meet Pat?" And you know what happened when you were seeing each other, and you know, uh, how did you end up uh, getting together after becoming friends for two years? You know, before we ever even thought of each other as anything other. And friends and so forth. So, so I just, uh, I, I wanted, uh, I want to to have that approach. Uh,
2: to, well, to it's book. wonderful. I think you you really did yeah. all of that and more. And um, Mary Kay, I think you had a oh, question for Cassandra. I have a question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <All right.
1: laughs> Sandra, you know, we're talking about legacy tonight, and you've okay. done You've done an incredible job creating such a lasting one for Pat Conroy. Can you tell us briefly about the work that you're doing with the Pat Conroy Literacy Center? Because I bet there are folks who don't know about it who would love to know about it.
5: Okay, I'm going to scoot backwards and see if I can get more in the light here. just <laughs> I'm feeling so thrived okay. here.
0: Don't worry, you're okay. Ah. You're, good. Ah. you're good. Oh, now you're low. There you go. And that's ah. better, isn't it? Yeah. Ah. That's good. I've well, I won't
5: reach for it now. I'm out of the lamp. It <laughs> uh, <yeah>.
0: doesn't
5: matter. <laughs> after um, after Pat, Pat died, um, you know, there was a lot of conversation uh, about how how to, uh, what was a fitting memorial for him. And the city of Buford discussed um uh, putting up a statue of him in the waterfront park, which is a beautiful place downtown. Those of you that've been to Buford, know, and um, and every time I go to the waterfront park, you know, I just think, oh, this would be so great. Except for for one thing, I had to, I had to tell them no, no, they <laughs> couldn't do that. Uh, and but I didn't tell them the reason. Because uh, one time Pat and I were, were traveling, and we were in some small town in, in New England, and I honestly do not remember who the writer was. But we were wandering around, and, and in their town square, they they had a small statue of a well-known uh, writer. And I'll just say it's Nathaniel Hawthorne, <laughs> whoever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Pat said, uh, don't ever let them do that for me. Oh. Um, and, um, and wow! You know, I said, "Oh, oh okay." <laughs> wow. and he said, it, "It would just give the critics, the pigeons, a chance to do what the critics have been doing all these years." <laughs> <what he> <laughs> sounds okay, that sounds yeah, like that. Just like you know, it was, it was, it was just, oh, just I like. That. But uh, I, I really thought he was he was such a a man of action um he could never hear of of a uh, in you know an unjust cause or anything like that without he he was a warrior at heart without wanting to you know go after it he would write letters to the editor he he would hear about a book being banned or you know school board banned a book. And here he would go, you know. <laughs> he would he would go charging after them. Uh, and he, he started that. I mean, his very first book he wrote. Right. He went after the school board. It cost him his his job, and he never he never taught again. Um, then he went after his school. He went after the brutality of family violence, um, and and. Um, uh, these all these different issues, men, mental illness in the family that isn't, that swept under the rug and not talked about, and and embarrassing for some families and so forth. Uh, not for Pat. Every, you know, if if he could, if he could do something, and he did that through his writing and through, through um, tell, telling stories. So um, when. Um, uh, it was suggested that that maybe we should have a um a literary center as a way of of carrying on this as, as an action based sort of way of of carrying on uh pat's, pat's legacy uh some of us got together then to to organize to be, we became a non-profit and uh, this was, it's four years ago now. It will be, it's uh, not quite four years, but but almost since since we started uh, the Literary Center in um, downtown Buford. And we've had this amazing outreach. Um, our director travels all around, you know, uh, getting, presenting programs about Pat's legacy, and books and so forth. But it, we, Pat would never want it to be just about him. Yeah. You know, he he won't he, he was known uh for helping other writers.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: He was a mentor for so many other what? writers. He may have been for some some of you. I know what? he was. Yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh and, and just so so many others. So I mean we, we have these writing workshops and retreats and we have a at camp Conroy for kids. We we uh, uh, look at all sorts of issues, you know, that are important folks today, uh, social justice and racial, you know, issues in the community and um, healing. Just so many, so many things like that that we are, uh, and we're a new organization. We're we're beginning to do all these things that that we set our hearts and minds on doing
2: to carry on this legacy. That really is. That is just incredible. Um, And Patty, I think you have a question for Cassandra. Actually, though, will you tell us where you are, Patty, really quickly before you ask Cassandra your question? I was going to say, what is
4: so fascinating? So you know how much we love indies. And I got in a jam on time tonight. So the amazing Jessica Osborne, who owns and runs E-Shaver Booksellers. I am broadcasting from E-Shavers tonight. And Cassandra, this is the last store Pat ever signed at.
5: Uh, yes, it is.
4: I feel like I'm going to cry. Like, how serendipity is that? Yeah. 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 No, that's I didn't my, think about it until good Jessica good. just leaned over to me and said, This is the last store he ever oh. signed at. Oh my wow. God, God. That's, that's incredible. incredible. Mm-hmm. I know. So, Cassandra, I have a big question for you. Okay. Are you ready for a huge surprise? Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. Wait, <laughs> I think. Uh-oh. There's someone at the door. Who is it? Oh. It's Marley
6: Russoff! Marley! Oh, no. Marley. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Marley. Okay, let me introduce you. We've been Marley. sneaking around on you, Cassandra. You Hi,
0: hire.
4: Okay, everyone, so high high Marla Rus- Marley Russoff, who is not only Cassandra's literary agent and was Pat Conroy's literary agent, but is also my literary agent. And she is the co-founder of the Pat Conroy Literary Center. Because you see, Cassandra, behind your back, (laughs) we, including the Fab Five here, and Mary Alice jumped on board, and we have been plotting and raising money for the center. And Uh I know that there was a day when you and Pat fell in love, and Pat promised you, I'm not going to cry, a room of your own. I'm already...
5: Getting there. So, <laughs> and
4: then he gave you a room of your own at your house on the Tidal River in Beaufort. And now we, the Fab Five, and a few others want to do the same for you. So, Marley, take it away.
6: Well, Cassandra, and all of you, okay, and all of you at home or wherever you are listening to this, Cassandra, you know that Pat believed that every voice mattered and that it's actually become pretty much of our mission statement. Um, he also believed, as I know you do, that reading and writing and shared stories actually can help heal a broken world. Um, he shined his light on so many dark corners. And in many cases, his readers would tell us that he saved their lives. No question. That's really true. So, but we're so proud to be able to announce that a new education office at the Pat Conroy Literary Center will carry your name. It will be the Cassandra King Conroy Education Office of the Pat Conroy Center. Mm -hmm. This room will help us create more innovative programs around storytelling and to impact the lives of future generations of children and the elderly. It's going to be um, something that we can all look back on with great pride. So um, I want to also announce that today is the beginning of our capital campaign. Uh, we have to raise a lot of money to buy this building in January. If you want to see a picture of the building, you go on our website, the www.patconroyliterarycenter.com, where you're encouraged to donate but this is the beginning. Today is the day that we will begin the campaign. And it's a day that we're going to honor you, Cassandra, for everything that you've done for so many others and that you continue to do every day. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat also said that words are pretty. He <laughs> but, Yeah, he said that. But We should pay attention to those who perform. And so I want to thank, especially the five women of Friends in Fiction for being the first to step up to the plate when we said we needed help. I also want to uh, thank Hattie Callahan-Henry and Mary Alice for helping me extend the reach to other women novelists. So this room will have a plaque with the names of friends and novelists, other women who also have cherished a room of their own as you were given. By Pat, and we are now giving to you. I'm going to read the list of the women who've contributed. I've got to get my Kleenex. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll take a Kleenex <laughs> break. Take a Kleenex break. Yeah. <laughs> okay, are you, are you ready, Cassandra? Okay. Among the group, the group of writers whose names will appear on a plaque on the Cassandra King Conroy Room. Mary Kay Andrews, this is alphabetical, guys. So. <laughs> okay. Mary Kay Andrews, Sandra Brown, Barbara and Gervais Haggerty, Christian Harmel, Patty Callahan Henry, Christy Woodson Harvey, Bren McLean, Laura Lane McNeil, Mary Alice Monroe, Delia Owens, Janice Owens, (laughs) Kathy Reichs, Valerie Sayers, and bringing up the end is Susan Zarenda. Mm -hmm. Um, Any of you out there um, should know that um, going to the homepage of Friends in Fiction, will give you a link to our website tonight, but um, the work that we can do couldn't be more important, especially now when the world feels as though uh, we may never be able to knit it back together. But all of you are storytellers and I put my faith in the storytellers of creating a future that is inclusive and makes the world a safer and a better place in in our future. And Cassandra, what a special thing to be able to offer this honor to you there is nothing yeah. that can...
5: Please, please. No,
0: no. <laughs> I just want to add, each of the women, was they're a very select group, and they all, each of them, were so thrilled and delighted to participate in this special room for you, Cassandra. Oh. And like Marley said, their names will be on a plaque in the Cassandra King room. And I like to think of it as the women's room. <laughs> However, <laughs> there is one special donor. Wait. Yes. Uh-huh. Your beard now. Uh-huh. One uh-huh. special donor. Hey, Jim.
4: You're so good.
0: Hey, Jim. No. Jim, I'm sorry. Everybody's there.
7: Well, surprise, surprise. And you
5: have a beard.
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look how that's, good looking he is. Jim. That's the surprise. Very <laughs> <amazing>. <laughs> he
0: is. Wait, wait a minute.
7: I thought I was in the wrong room. I thought this was a supermodel convention.
5: Oh, oh, yeah. oh. I <laughs> doubt him, Wales. Palmer, just a child. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Jim.
7: No, not just me. So, you know, on behalf of me and Jason and Jake, um, <sighs> as well as Liz and the girls, uh, we are happy to make Help make this come true. Thanks uh, also to uh, uh, to Marley and all, all you ladies for putting this together. Also, uh, you know, one of your biggest fans now is Ken, and so he was uh, uh, thrilled to contribute as well. So oh, and my so brother-in-law Ken Wall here in Houston. So, you know, we'll we'll have uh, It's mostly ladies. <laughs> somewhere in fine print under footnote will also be uh, a few of the boys. Uh, that uh, you raised. So uh, I'm thrilled. This is such a great idea. And nice. most of you may not know that, you know, mom and I got our master's degree at the same time because we're essentially oh, no. the same age.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, Jim. And,
7: um, so then the reason for, for such a delay in that was because mom had nowhere to write. And as growing up, uh-huh. uh, we, we would never give her five minutes alone to do anything, much less concentrate on writing. So as soon as she got rid of all of us and was able to focus and then finally got some space here and there, she was able to to, to write Making Waves in Zion. And um, and that was her master's degree, and I got mine at the same time. So our professional tracks have taken off in parallel. And uh, now, now you've got a room of your own um, at home and now at the Literary Center. So it's really great. And I wanted to thank you all so much for doing this for, for he, her, and, and we love you, Mom.
0: Oh, That Thanks. was so moving. I, I, I
5: have never been so shocked. I mean, seriously,
0: <laughs> I'm <laughs> shocked. No one, secret. <laughs> no one spilled the beans.
6: I'm shocked that no secret. Marley. That's, that's why Jim nervous. hasn't talked
5: to me lately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: I'm sure. Sure. <laughs> lately he would let me <laughs> alone? Yeah. That's
6: right. <laughs> That's
0: well fine. this this was truly wonderful. Jim and your brothers, thank you so much for participating and for everyone. Marley, thank you for coming. Marley, and- thanks for coming on. Yes. Yeah. Thank
6: you.
4: Bye
0: guys. I know I've been doing <laughs> that. <laughs> talking yeah, <to> legacy. This <laughs> yeah. So much. Oh, my goodness. Wow.
2: I mean, that really is. I oh. think about you know talking about legacy, just having that many people who love you. <laughs> I want to do this for you. I think that's that's a legacy right there, just to have that many people that that want to give you a special day. So um, we're so appreciative to be a part of it. And we're so glad that you came on to tell us a little bit about the center. And for anyone who's wondering, there is more information on our Facebook page and we will keep everybody updated as the progress continues.
5: Well, you totally surprised me and thank y'all. I'll never thank you enough. I'm I'm just so Well, no, we love you. We love you. I, I, you. I, I love y'all. Bye, Bye, darling.
2: Hope to We're gonna you kick again. you out, but we love you.
5: <laughs> I can't talk anymore anyway.
2: <laughs> uh,
5: you can, oh, no, you of course i have got to figure out how to leave. I see. Well, y'all have to come, so, b- have to come back, come back when me. your new book comes out. When it, when, your, yes, yes, when your
4: new book comes out.
5: yes. And I'm supposed to say that the paperback of my book is coming out November the 10th. Oh,
4: great. And, Good for you.
5: <laughs> so, and I will leave on that note. So <laughs> while
4: you're figuring out that, I'm going to tell everyone, it hit me when Jim was on, that he is a doctor, her son Jim, and he is a mm-hmm. specialist in Alzheimer's, and he was involved in Alzheimer's research. And he is the one I interviewed when I wrote the favorite daughter. Oh my God. Oh, oh, I did wow. All the information about research and the drugs that were coming up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. That's a lot of serendipity cool. tonight. A lot of serendipity. Yeah. That's no really kidding.
0: Cool. Wasn't that beautiful?
2: That was wonderful. It was really special to be a part of. Um, and I don't really know how to follow that up, but we're no. just, gonna, we're just gonna we're gonna going to keep going. That was incredible, and it was really special to get to be a part of it. Um, and We're going to take a couple of really quick reader questions. We're running a tiny bit long tonight, um, especially with our tech difficulties, but I just wanted to <laughs> remind everyone that South Main Book Company in Salisbury, North Carolina is offering 10% off of all of our books online and in-store when you mention Friends in Fiction, and there's a link under our announcements on Facebook. Um, Kristen, would you like to ask, us a question from a reader yes yeah, so but my first question is why is this the first night on friends and fiction i decided to
3: put on eyeliner like what is wrong with me <laughs> i literally right. never wanted it except tonight you, you know knew what was coming kristen i forgot <laughs> I everything okay sorry so the the reader question is from barbara Plishka wochick what would be the one piece of advice wisdom that you would want to leave for your children something for them to always remember either about you or about themselves. I think that's a great question. And Barbara, I'm sorry if I pronounced your name incorrectly.
2: Anybody? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. Like I'm hosting and know what the questions are going to be. And like, I haven't really thought of my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, why don't you, do you want to take it first? Yeah, sure.
3: Okay. So okay. the one piece of advice or wisdom I would want to leave for, um, for my child, um, You know, I have the sense that she's talking about just kind of in our personal lives, not attached to our books. And for me, I would say that um, one of the things I say often to Noah is it's nice to be successful, but it's better to be nice. So um, I I, I feel like that's kind of the piece of advice I'd want him to remember, because I think that... We live in a, a society that's so success oriented and where your accomplishments are counted and, you know, your money is counted and all of those things. But at the end of the day, all we have is what's in our heart. And that's something I try to reinforce to him as often as I can, because I think it's an important thing for children to remember, but important th- an important thing for all of us to remember that yeah. at, at the center of everything is just kindness and, and the way you greet the world and the way
0: you treat the world. You know, I have to echo that. That was exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I think it's probably a universal, you know, for a, a yeah. parent to be kind, especially today with the pandemic, you know, being mindful of others and everything. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, when it's, it's such an important lesson that the world doesn't revolve around you. It revolves, you know, it's what you can give to others. So I just echo what you say. That's what I've always told my kids. And not to lie. Never. That's true. Lie. It always ends exactly. up with you.
3: Well, it, w- wait a minute, but what do the five of us all do for a living? Don't we all lie for a <laughs> living? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> we make things up. There's a fine line. <laughs> do, do as I'm we lying. say, not as we do, kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mary Kay, what about you? I, I, I would love for my kids and my grandkids to figure out how to be true to themselves. And not And not to follow, um, not to follow the mob, not to follow what everybody else does, but to listen to um, their inner voices, which hopefully we have reinforced. Um, and I, I guess I'm thinking about what my mother used to say, which was, you know, remember who raised you.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, they would if when we would mess up, there were five of us. You know, my mother or father would say, we didn't we didn't raise you like that. Mm, and yeah. so I, 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 w- <laughs> yeah. I guess I would just like smack him upside the head and say, remember who raised you. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'll pick on one. Patty? Yeah, she
4: stole mine, but um, yeah. that happens a lot. She gets in my yeah. computer and she looks at my nose. And, <laughs> and she's the funny one, and it's actually me. And she I takes
1: zero it. right into her, <laughs> into <laughs> your <blonde laughs> Um
4: I would, I, if, if I had to. Besides, call your mom, which is yeah. the I keep giving to them since they're grown and gone. Yeah, and come home for the holidays. Like that's yeah, it. but, but don't your bring best. your laundry. Yeah, but don't bring yeah. your laundry. Up. They do. Oh, but if, it's impossible bring, it. bring it Bring it if you're going to come home. Just yeah. come home. Anyway, yeah. um, if there was only one, and I, I echo Kathy, I, I, I know it sounds trite, but I, I tell them all the time. I've written them all a letter when they graduated from high school and were heading to college. And if we pursue what others expect of us instead of what our individual souls call for, we won't give the world the gift that we are. Definitely. And um, we have to pack up even they have to pack up my expectations too, yeah. dad's expectations. Yeah. Right. Um, and you know, my daughter lives in Hawaii and is on a different path than I ever was. But at the same time, that's what I told her to follow what your soul calls for and not what other people expect of you. So we tell
2: them that, and then it's hard to swallow, but yeah. You know. So I'm going to remember not to tell Will that I'm going to be like, just do whatever your mom said. <laughs> yeah. Not exactly. Follow your heart. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Have five miles home.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, those are all really amazing pieces of advice. okay. and ladies, this is so terrible. We have so many more great things to talk about. Um, but I feel like we need to skip ahead because um, yeah. we're running a little yeah. long tonight. So I think we're just gonna have to skip straight to announcements, unfortunately because I really wanted to hear all sorts of other things. But um, Patty, can you remind us about our new podcast and how people can listen? Yes. So our podcast, we're really excited about this and we
4: have some exciting things coming up later, but you can listen to every episode on our podcast and they're slowly filtering in and you can listen to them on wherever you listen to podcasts, um, whether it's on your iPhone or even on the computer. And now Amazon has podcasts and they're free and you can listen to other episodes. I know sometimes y'all are looking on our page for old episodes and they're hard to find and you can find them on the podcast and just listen to them in the car or while you're walking or wherever you are.
2: Awesome. Um, Mary Kay, we have got some really exciting things coming up the next, yeah. uh, on
1: Sunday next week. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, we Sunday, we're going to have Viola Shipman. And uh, I know you're seeing that picture of a guy. Yeah. <laughs> In real life, Viola is the incredible Wade Rouse, and he'll be telling us about his latest book, The Heirloom Garden, and what's coming next for him, and as a special treat and a tribute to Wade, who has interviewed many a Real Housewife for People Magazine, we're all going to debut our Real Housewife taglines. (laughs) And it's been a drama. (laughs) Yes. Yes. <laughs> I thought it going to be I'm... a fun,
2: easy thing for five writers. It was not. It was a lot.
1: <laughs> 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 and then um, we've got a super exciting first time thing that we're doing. Right. Sean, are you going to show us that graphic? <laughs> Oh, yeah. there. We go. <laughs> Yay. Oh, Sean, are, y'all, Sean is our Savannah boy. So Sean rocks the world. Sean is tonight. like, the we savior. love you,
3: Sean. Yeah, John, Sean's the savior of the universe tonight.
1: Sean,
4: Sean is over us tonight. <laughs> Sean's like, out. Yeah.
1: We are so excited. The Friends in Fiction show is going on the virtual road, and our friends at Page and Palette in Fairhope, Alabama are handing over the reins to us allowing us to play hostesses at their virtual launch event for one of, I think, all of our idols. That's Fanny Flagg, celebrating her highly anticipated new novel, The Wonder Boy of Whistle Stop. So we really can't stress strong enough. We want you to join me, Mary Kay Andrews, Patty Callahan Henry, Mary Alice Monroe, Kristen Harmel, Christy Woodson Harvey, Thursday, November 12th. 6 p.m. Central Time, which is what time is Seven. it? Seven. 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 Yeah, Seven. I don't do numbers. Don't ever let me new numbers. As we do <laughs> a lively interview and discussion with the beloved actress, comedian, Academy Award nominee, and New York Times bestselling author of uh, Whist- uh, Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe and purchase of Fanny's new book from Page and Palette is required to attend. And uh, I I really want to stress this to you. Um, the Zoom link will be emailed after you purchase your book at the store, so, and you'll get an autographed book. So go to the you'll find the link on our website. Go to Page and Palette and reserve your space. Now you do not want to miss Fanny Flag. I've interviewed Fanny Flag, and you do that, that is not an experience that you want to miss. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: super excited. I'm an uber me fan. Too. So yeah,
1: definitely. Too. Yeah. All right. Now, Kristen,
2: can you tell us about our amazing episode next week? Yeah, gosh, I feel like we have
3: so many exciting things going on. I so know. I know. I know. I, I'm kind of impressed. We sound pretty impressive. No, um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm finally hanging with the cool kids. Yeah. So we are excited to welcome Britt Bennett next week. She, of course, is the author Yay! of one of the most talked about books of the summer, the number one New York Times bestseller, The Vanishing Half. So we also have a little surprise in store for you. So I will just say that next week's episode will be like no episode of Friends in Fiction you've seen so far. So mark your <laughs> calendars now and be sure to join us next Wednesday, November 4th, right here at 7 p.m. Eastern.
2: I cannot wait. I love that book so much. I, I mean, oh my wait gosh. I about can't it. wait to talk to her. It yeah. Brilliant. Powerful.
0: Very powerful.
2: Powerful, exactly. Um, Mary Alice, speaking of uh, that was a good time to start, can you please remind us one more time about our bookseller of the week?
0: Yes. Um, hold on. I've got to find it. <laughs> When I know where it is, but it's been such a crazy night. It's South- It's been a crazy night in South yeah. Italy, North Carolina. And remember everybody, it's offering 10% of all our books in person and online. And the link, don't forget, you'll find it. If you go to our Facebook page, the link will be in our group. And if you're lucky enough to stop by this charming store in person, just mention Friends in Fiction. All
2: right, ladies. Well, that was I think that was one of my favorite shows. That was so great. Was great. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so amazing. don't forget to tune in to our special bonus episode on Sunday at 5 p.m. Yeah. on our Facebook page and register a Page and Palette for Fanny. And thank you to each one of you so much for tuning in each week. We're so grateful for your support of our books and us just as people. And we hope that you feel how much we're supporting I'm you like, wait, and love wait, you, you right back. special
0: what? Oh, <laughs> Happy that <is> Halloween. Well, <laughs> so I thought that if Terry's daughter could wear a hat, so could I. <laughs> <what> <mean. laughs>
2: Yes, Happy Halloween, everybody! Happy Halloween,
1: everybody! <laughs> uh, we already have I, problems in our in our tech thing tonight. Yeah, yeah exactly.
3: Exactly, exactly. Oh, and you guys, go go vote, go vote, right? Oh, oh yeah, For our next yeah, episode, okay, it's no, voting. I mean, I know you all know that, but it's important. So go vote. <laughs>
0: That's very
1: serious. Thank I've you. I've already voted. Yet.
3: Have you all voted? Yes, yeah. I have too.
4: By mail. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, Tom and I voted absentee, and then he um, insisted that we put stamps on the absentee ballot before I dropped it in the county drop box.
0: Just, oh, that's well, Just, Just in, case. in case.
1: Just in case. Okay. All,
0: right.
1: All right. Bye, everybody.
0: Bye, everyone. Good night. You've been listening to the Friends and Fiction Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Friends and Fiction Podcast wherever you listen. And if you're enjoying it, leave a review. You can find the Friends and Fiction authors at www.fix.org friendsandfiction.com, as well as on the Facebook group page, Friends and Fiction. Come back soon, okay? There are still lots of books, writing tips, interviews, publishing news, and bookstores to chat about. Goodbye.
1: Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.